0: Welcome to this edition of the Untold Story Podcast. I'm very pleased to have Tal Heinrich with me today. And we're talking, of course, about the story that is the center of everything this week and likely for some time to come. Tal, welcome to the Untold Story Podcast. And I always like to start with just you taking a moment to explain to everybody who you are and where you are. And what you're involved in right now.
1: Thank you so much, Martha. I am Tal Heinrich. I am an Israeli citizen, Israeli Jewish. I live in the United States, in fact, in New York City. On Saturday, after that brutal attack took place, I was called up. And here I am now speaking to you from a military base in central Israel on behalf of the prime
0: minister's office. So explain to us how you know, you you also work as a journalist, but you also work with the Prime minister. So I I
1: it's, that, that is a
0: great question. Indeed, I, I work yeah. as a
1: journalist. I worked in, in the U.S. as a news anchor, anchoring uh, a 6 p.m. program for years, uh, prime time uh, for uh, an Israeli based channel that had studios in Times Square. I work with the uh, TBN today and also cover Israeli news um, with all Israel news, which is um a website dedicated to evangelical audiences. At the same time, I also report to Israeli, uh, to Israeli media outlets about uh, what's happening in the United States. But uh, we are at war right now. And I was a, I was a soldier. I served in, in the IDF. Um, and I'm here to do what my country needs me to do. This is why we're talking in a different capacity right now.
0: You know, just I, I want to dive into what's happening, but but explain to everybody the mandatory service that everyone does in Israel. How long is it? How old were you? What was it like?
1: So in Israel, mandatory service for women um, when you turn 18 is um, it is usually two years for men. It is three years. Of course, the IDF is also very much um dependent on its uh, reserve force, as we see now. Right now in the country, we have about 300,000 reservists who were recruited uh, since Saturday. And they are deployed uh, in the southern front, some in the northern um, front, and in other areas, because our first goal in this operation is obviously to secure the territory of the state of Israel. And make sure that our borders, our border fence with Gaza, um, are protected. Our, although we have gained control of the entire territory, and uh, right now it is being secured, obviously there are missiles, uh, the sirens are going off every once in a while. Also, where I am based now in Tel Aviv, um, our enemies, they keep trying to challenge us. You and I spoke yesterday on your program, and uh, yesterday we had several attempts was an attempt uh, in the north. There was an attempt from the south, the, from the beach, the the sea area of Zikim, uh, in the vicinity of Gaza. So we are we are on high alert on all these fronts. And uh, as Prime Minister Netanyahu said, and also President Biden said, uh, with, with a warning to our enemies' uh, states, uh, Iran and also uh, non-state actors in the region like Hezbollah, which is funded by Iran, don't try us. President Biden said, don't. So
0: I- explain to us. You know, there's a lot of questions about how this attack could have happened without without any any foreknowledge um, or any Israeli intelligence. And there are reports that the Egyptians warned the Israelis days before. Can you comment on that? I can say that these
1: reports are wrong. Uh, There are not not true reports. Um, That that is all that I can say in that respect. But you are right. We were caught by surprise with that gruesome attack that took place on Saturday. We were caught by surprise. There is an intelligence, a severe intelligence failure here. And there will be time time and place uh, to, you know, uh, examine what really transpire. We are doing it right now as well, because it's still, uh, you know, we have to uh, draw conclusions that are still relevant to this war that it's still ongoing in in the country right now in our operation in Gaza, but um, there will be the right time and place to um, to come up with the analysis of everything that has happened and how we we let it you know and how we weren't aware of this mm-hmm. because our intelligence uh, we're known of having uh good intelligence usually
0: so it, you know there's a lot of discussion about Prime Minister Netanyahu and the Division That has existed in Israel, the protests over the judicial situation. Um, and now yesterday there was a unity government proclamation or statement. However, you tell me how we should we should look at it. Talk, tell us the significance of that and how the government is responding together in Israel.
1: So uh, this is an emergency national unity government uh, with Prime Minister Netanyahu and the party of Benny Gans. They joined uh, in the government. They formed uh, a, a shared cabinet that is dealing with the war right now. And I can tell you that this government is really reflective of the public sentiment here in Israel right now. You are very right when you mentioned the internal disputes, the very heated political public debate that we've had in recent months. That is all true. You saw uh, the fierce debates in our TV studios to, and also the big protests in the streets and so on. And uh, these are important debates that the country will hold. And um, But there is time and place for everything. Right now, we are all united in this effort. I can tell you that everyone, Martha, everyone is involved. Every civilian, every citizen, everyone are doing their part there is this um spirit of volunteerism everyone wants to do something uh if it's you know by sharing posts on social media we see families in central israel hosting families that had to evacuate from their communities in the south um many many families uh almost everyone in this country knows someone who's either you know serving uh as part of their mandatory service or reserve service in the IDF, someone who was abducted into Gaza, someone who was killed, someone who was injured. So we're all in this together right now. And that is the point because our enemies should not be mistaken. We are united in this war because we're very determined to win it. There's no other way. You heard President Biden in his very, very um, incredible speech that he gave. And and he said what Golda Meir, the former uh, prime minister of, of Israel, once told him that the Jews have a secret weapon they have nowhere else to go, and also Jews around the yes. world are know that they feel secure and safe as long as is there um, that there is a, a Jewish state. That that was not the case. Uh, once the Jews were defenseless, we were stateless, but not anymore. And when we say never again, we mean never again. And Hamas will pay the price for what they've done.
0: There's been a lot of of a 300,000 IDF. Is there any indication of how imminent? the ground invasion into Gaza will be?
1: Well, I'm not a military official, so I I can't comment on that. But um, we are ready uh, to act and um, upon every different scenario that will develop. And our military generals, they know what they're doing. uh, And we define very clear goals to this operation. First, as I told you, is to secure... Uh, the territory of the state of Israel. But the second stage, when we launch this counteroffensive, is obviously also very clear, and that is to dismantle Hamas's military capabilities and also to make sure that by the end of this war, they will have zero motivation uh, to hurt us again as they did. Zero motivation. But you know what? You can't dismantle. And that is very, very important to distinguish here. Hamas is not only a military wing uh, terror organization, in that respect, controlling Gaza. Israel left Gaza in 2005. Hamas is also an ideology. And this ideology, as it stands in Hamas's charter, calls for the obliteration of the Jewish state. They're calling to kill the Jews. Also, Secretary Blinken said it today. He comes from a Jewish family who has underwent the atrocities of the Holocaust. He spoke about it today in a shared statement with um, Prime Minister Netanyahu. So uh, that is um, very important to us that we will achieve these goals that uh, we hopefully will not see flare up on other fronts. And um, we also want to see the hostages coming
0: back to us. The Untold Story continues right after this.
2: Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, So why stress over home projects when you could turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services.
0: We're seeing that 97 hostages have been identified We can only imagine what these families are going through, and and some of it we are hearing firsthand from them. So tell your thoughts on people that you know who are being held or who were killed in these absolutely inhuman attacks that we have been seeing more and more of each day. It is absolutely heartbreaking.
1: It's inhuman. It's uh, ISIS-style atrocities that we are discovering with every day, every hour that passes. But you know, um, there are reports about these atrocities that are very telling about the true face, the nature of our enemy. But there are also stories at this time about bravery in times of war, and uh, really, people are rising up to the moment and showing the the beautiful face of the state of Israel and its citizens. And these stories of bravery, these reports, um, and, and testimonies are telling about, um, you know, us as a nation. I also want to say that we are very, very grateful for the support that our country is receiving from the United States. Uh, if it's for President Biden, Secretary Blinken and, um, from the American people, it's, uh, very, very important. It's, uh, trickling down. So we're feeling it here on the ground. If it's our soldiers, it's, uh, if it's our, Uh, Citizens, um, you heard this afternoon from uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu, uh, but I can tell you that his words uh, really uh, reflect the sentiment of of the Israeli people. Our deep, deep gratitude. Um, It is very reassuring to hear from President Biden and the Secretary that we're not alone in this, and that you are standing by our side now and always. Um, And I know that there are many organizations in the United um, States—Christian organizations, Jewish uh, organizations—and you know, everything that you're doing matters. If it's just sharing truth on social media, it matters. If it is by donations, by providing moral support, by pro- by praying for the success of our campaign, because this is a war of the civilized world against savages, as simple as that. Um, both uh, Secretary Blinken and Prime Minister Netanyahu said something. They used the same term in their shared statement today. And they say, um, this is the time for moral clarity. And uh, I think that everyone uh, in the civilized world knows uh, where to
0: stand. Unfortunately, it it, it feels like it sometimes um, is, you know, it takes these moments to make that moral clarity so obvious in the face of... Mm -hmm these savage, savage acts. And and it strikes me, you talk about the prayers that are going up from all different organizations all over America and no doubt all over the world for the people of Israel right now, because it it, it reminds us of some of the stories in the Old Testament and the ravages that have been brought upon the Israeli people over the course of thousands of years. And to witness it, in our own time is so awfully remarkable, um, but it really makes you it really brings home uh, to me at least what has happened over the course of history. Yes, the Jewish people all, all we want is to exist without
1: persecution in our state, in our ancestral homeland. Um, but there are challenges, there are challenges. And um, we will keep defending ourselves. And but it's very reassuring to know that the United States—excuse me, Secretary Blinken said you are not alone. Yes, yes, you can defend yourself, but you are not alone. And yes. uh, just about the prayers, uh, I can tell you something personal here: that before I boarded the flight uh, to come from the United States to um, and 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 make it here to Israel, I my, my colleagues—they um, also, you know, sent their prayers. It was a very moving moment for me. And just boarding that flight, I had this thought that, you know, sometimes there are conflict zones around the world wars taking place. And usually you see population trying to get out of these areas. Right now, what we're seeing is Israelis rushing to the airports, trying to get on flights that are still flying so that they can contribute, they can participate and do their part. If it's you know reserve soldiers rushing to uh to get their deployment from the i d f or volunteering or civilians that want to be here and help in the civilian home command national effort uh, this is all
0: very moving Hal, what are your thoughts on this report that uh m b s the Crown prince of Saudi Arabia has had a phone call with the iranian president so I can't comment
1: on that report specifically, but um if you heard the the shared remarks uh that uh, prime minister netanyahu gave with secretary blinken so uh, netanyahu said something very important he said that any world any wor- that en- no world leader i am trying to find the the exact word that he said um should communicate with uh hamas and no country should be harboring um their militant terrorists and any country that does so should be sanctioned. Now, Hamas is ninety three percent funded by uh, Iran. I can't speak on the prime minister' behalf on on the specific uh, report that you're um, referring to, but I can repeat his words in in that respect about what he said about Hamas and what we know um,
0: about their Iran's support of of Hamas and Hezbollah. Do you think that? That indicates that there's not a future for an agreement between Israel and Saudi Arabia. Listen, it's not coincidental
1: that this attack by Hamas has taken place right at the time when we were on the brink of a major diplomatic breakthrough uh, with Saudi Arabia, an historic peace deal that could have changed the region. Um, but I don't want to talk about it in past tense. I think that once Israel will come out victorious of this war, uh, and we will come out strong out of it, um, Saudi Arabia and other players in the region, uh, would understand, uh, if they don't already that it's at their interest to make peace and have diplomatic ties with Israel. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a war against, uh, Sheer evil, as President Biden put it in his own words, and um,
0: the Middle East understands it as well. There's a report in The New York Times this morning about uh, the delay of the Israeli military getting to the people in these southern communities who were attacked, that that hours went by before any soldiers arrived. I don't know if you've seen that report. Um, no, I haven't. Yeah, it's it's heartbreaking. And um, I'm just wondering what your reaction is.
1: It is heartbreaking. And these what these communities had to endure. um, And note that, you know, some of these communities, uh, some of these kibbutzim, they uh, are known not to vote for the right. Some of them vote uh, for the left in Israel. Some vote for the right. It's it, it was Just an indiscriminate, brutal, gruesome attack. Um, so we are all in this together, even though we had our, you know, we have our political differences, political disputes, and sometimes they're very fierce, um, but important. And it, it is very telling about our democracy. Uh, we stand in this together because when they attacked, um, the communities in the vicinity of Gaza, this front line, they attacked all of us. They attacked all of us. And it's not only the you know, the fact that they attacked, it's it's the scope of this attack, the brutality of this attack. they They murdered parents in front of their children and children in front of their parents, and some parents tried to shield their children with their own bodies. Sometimes they succeeded, sometimes they did not. They abducted people to Gaza, a Holocaust survivor, a seventy year old, twelve year old, sixteen year old children.
0: It's unfathomable and it's it's real and it's happening. So it's uh, something that we're all trying to wrap our, our brains around and we're praying for these hostages. We know that that is the next stage of all of this, trying to bring them home. And um, we know there are Americans among the those who are held as well. So we're praying for all of them, for the Israelis, for the Americans and for your people, Tal. So I I thank you so much for taking time to talk to me. And I hope we can keep our communication going as we continue to cover this story. Thank you so much,
1: Martha. It is very important what you're doing, you and
0: your colleagues. Well, thank you, Tal. Take care and stay well. And we will speak again soon. Many thanks. You've been listening to The Untold Story with Martha McCallum. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Make sure to rate and review. For more podcasts, go to foxnewspodcast.com. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app.